Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the guests who've been on JM and the AM recently. We're going to start this week with Zoli Honig, uh, one of two from people, Orthodox Jews, from a company called Wave Car, who were recently on Shark Tank. The episode aired just a, a couple of weeks ago, and our conversation uh, took place right after the episode was on ABC. Zoli Honig of Wave Car to start JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, many of you are aware of the fact that there's a television program called Shark Tank, where, as it says here, budding entrepreneurs get the chance to bring their dreams to fruition in this reality show from executive producer Mark Burnett. They present their ideas to the sharks, five titans of industry who made their own dreams a reality and turned their ideas into lucrative empires. The contestants try to convince any one of the sharks to invest money in their idea when more than one of the sharks decide they want a piece of the action. A bidding war can erupt, driving up the price of the investment. This past Sunday night on ABC, two yarmulke-wearing young entrepreneurs uh, walked into the shark tank. One of them is with us live via telephone. And by the way, what might be even more intriguing about him is that uh, not only is he a, a recent shark tank presenter... Uh, apparently, at one point uh, during his career, he was a student of our very own, the aforementioned Miriam L. Wallach. How do you like that? Zoli Honig of Wavecar, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. I appreciate that. Now, you told me off the air, and I just revealed to the audience that this uh, uh, past Sunday night is when the Shark Tank episode in which you appeared um, was broadcast. Uh, but the other piece to what you told me off the air is that this was recorded. You presented to the Sharks quite a while ago. Yeah, that's just kind of how TV works. You know, sometimes, you know, you think you're going to air one time. They just push it off and, you know, it's okay because we're happy with the air date. Our business was a little more developed. We were able to handle the traffic better and, you know, do more with it. So, so, you so know, we're, we're totally fine with that. So whatever we learned about Wave Car Sunday night, your company now is even bigger and better and more advanced. Correct. So hopefully we'll have a, you know, a follow-up segment on, you know, a future episode of Shark Tank, and, you know, that will cover kind of what happened since then. Why did you, and, and for, you know what, let, let's start from the beginning. Explain to our audience what is Wavecar. Sure. So Wavecar is a company I started with um, my partner, Isaac Deutsch. Um, Wavecar is the world's first all-electric and free car-sharing service. We launched in Los Angeles, and the way it works is basically we have a fleet of electric vehicles, and uh, as a user, you download our app, and you can rent our vehicles for free for two hours at a time. Now, I'm sure you're all thinking, okay, how do you give out free cars? Well, we sponsor it all with advertising. So each of our cars has a vinyl wrap, um, which is sponsored by an advertiser, and a, a dual-sided LCD display that's mounted to the roof, like you might see on a yellow cab in New York City, and that displays dynamic advertising. So, uh, you know, depending on the, you know, the place of town it goes in, the ads change. And so we can, you know, maximize that ad revenue. So essentially, companies pay us to display ads, and the users contribute by driving those ads around. I think the number you used uh, when asked about how many users you have during the episode was 4,000-something. Is that number much larger now? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and uh, how did you know that this would be a good match for that show? How did you know that that this would be a worthwhile pursuit to try to get onto Shark Tank? So it's 
funny. So uh, 40,000 companies apply to Shark Tank every year, and we didn't even, it didn't even cross our mind to apply. But about a month and a half after we launched the company, we got an email from this guy who said he read about us in some local paper of Santa Monica Daily Press, uh, which is like a like a, you know the Five Towns Jewish Times of Santa Monica, let's say. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he read about us, and he says, you know, I don't know if you're looking for funding, but I work for Shark Tank, and I think you guys would be great on the show. So this guy sent it from a Gmail address, and I thought it was, I thought it was a scam or something right. because clearly he wouldn't have a Gmail address. I googled the guy; he's the executive producer of Shark Tank, <laughs> so it was real. Uh, so. Yeah, so we went through the whole process. How soon after that were you on the show? So that came in in, I think, February, and we filmed in June. Yeah. So a couple of months, lots of, lots of process. They cut down the list quite significantly from their first list. Each week they cut it down um, until you finally have your film date. And then, you know, they, they keep telling you there's no guarantee you're going to air. So um, until you see yourself on TV, you know, there's no guarantee. Any comments about the fact that the both of you uh, are yarmulke wearers, or we're so far past that point when it comes to productions in Hollywood now? Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I guess growing up, I've always really never, I've always been a very proud fact of, of wearing yarmulke and trying to, you know, make a Kiddush Hashem. Um, my previous company, I, I sold to another company in Mobile, Alabama. And um, I flew down there probably every week, every other week, and every single time I wore a yarmulke. Hmm. And so I figured, you know what, if I'm walking around Mobile, Alabama with a yarmulke, and, you know, most of these, these people, it's the first from Jew they've ever seen in their life, right. and they're very respectful, I figure, you know what, Let's, it wasn't even a question to not wear it on the air. Interesting. Um, all right, so what can you tell us about the company today? I mean, are you guys thriving? Is it, uh, you know, outside of Santa Monica as well? Like, how would you describe Wave Car in 2017? Yeah, so our biggest news is uh, we've actually done a deal with Hyundai Motor America, which we announced last year at the LA Auto Show, um, and we're starting to roll those cars out um, in about a month. So basically, Hyundai is providing us with uh, 150 vehicles to expand our uh, fleet from just Santa Monica to the entire Los Angeles um, and, you know, possible future cities. And they're also taking all of the ad space. So they're both an advertiser and a fleet partner. So it's a really great partnership for us. Um, and we're excited to be working with, uh, you know, a major auto manufacturer. Zoli Honig is with us. Uh, he and his partner were on Shark Tank this past Sunday night with Wavecar. Um, it, it's interesting, uh, the initial reaction by some of the Sharks to your pitch was pretty immediate that they really were just not interested at all. Were you were you were you standing there worried that that uh, attitude was going to be pervasive and that you know one by one very quickly they're just going to you know knock themselves out of the process? So it's very interesting. So to to basically prep for the show, besides for you know practicing, making sure we knew all our numbers on the you know on the back of our hands, like every single thing, um, I watched pretty much every single episode of Shark Tank, and so. I almost felt like it was a video game. Like, as they opened their mouths, I knew what they were going to say because <laughs> I've seen so much, and it just was, you know, you, you, could, you could see it. And, and it, it almost felt like, was this virtual reality or real life? You know, I kind of had that zone-out moment at one point in the pitch. Right. Um, but what was really interesting was, um, uh, so just to kind of bring it back, you know, I thought it would be really nerve-wracking, but they all were really nice. You, I walked out onto the tank, Mark Cuban gave me a nod, like, you're going to be fine. And, you know, it was really comforting to see, like, everyone's like, 
super nice people. It, but, it's it's um, funny though because I consider myself more than a casual uh, a viewer of Shark Tank, and I was amazed that the the couple of sharks that went out immediately were the ones who went out. I thought those were the couple that would express the most interest in a company like yours. Yeah, so I think I think Mark, you know, I was expecting him to stay in a little bit more, but you right. know, he's a very hot and cold guy. It's either he loves it or he hates it. There's no like in between for him. Right. Um, Lori, it wasn't for her anyways, right. and Chris Saka was the guy on the fence, but we thought it would be you know competition for Uber, so right. we knew that. Um, happens to be there was a lot more arguing there. Um, just so you know, the segments um, we filmed for an hour and a half standing there, and they cut it down to ten minutes. So there was a lot that you didn't see. Um, but you know that's TV. You got to cut it down. There's 80 minutes worth of footage of you of you participating in this pitch. Yep. Wow. Yep. Plus the 10 that actually made it onto television. So then, exactly. So so, the, so then it's funny. Those three in your mind did not surprise you that they knocked themselves out, and sure enough, the two remaining sharks both had offers for you. So you want to hear an interesting thing? Yeah. Um, actually, Barbara, who gave us an offer, um, she originally had gone out. Um, she. Um, I forgot exactly the reason she went out, um, but she went out. And then, you know, you, you kind of notice the, the pattern in people in the sharks are talking. They take turns and, like, they start, you know, this little speech, and you know they're going to say, and for that reason, I'm out. Right. So I saw them going down like flies, you know, and, and I saw Chris Saka started to do his speech as to why he would do it. And I just decided, you know what, I'm not letting Chris Saka go out that easy. And so I argued. I interrupted him. Right. At every point he made, and I told him why he was wrong. And and we went back and forth for, I think, a good 20 minutes. At one point, Lori goes, why are you guys fighting so much? And the, and Chris Saka goes, what are you talking about? This is a jam session. I love these guys. Um, and so we're fighting back and forth. And we it is just the most fierce arguing I've ever done with an investor ever. Because it was like it was all on the line. And right in the middle of that, Barbara says, you know what? You're making Chris shake in his boots. I love these guys. I'm coming back in. Uh, and she gives us an offer because I wouldn't let him go out. And her offer, again, to somebody who's not as familiar with business as you are, her offer seemed very straightforward. The other offer you got from Kevin was you know, a little bit more complicated. Yeah, it was complicated. But overall, you know, the money is, is great. But the value of Shark Tank is really the strategic relationship with, uh, uh, you know, a shark. Right. And so... So for us, it was like, how much equity do we have to give away for that? So to ultimately bring down the valuation of the whole company, um, you know, to have a shark was not so appealing to us. We'd rather give away less equity and still get a shark. Right. So, you know, that's why we went with Kevin's office. And it's interesting because, and I've seen this so many times, as you're trying to reduce the equity with your counter, you know, you know that at any moment he could just say, you know, if that's where you're heading, then forget it. You know, let, let's kill the deal. But you must have gotten the feeling that he was simply just too interested in the uh, in the company to just let it go like that. Yeah, he was he was very engaged. Um, but I will say, I give full props to my partner Isaac Deitch, who is the negotiator. Um, I, that's not my skill set, and uh, he took it over, and he did a fantastic job with that. Well, if th- you haven't seen the segment, you got to tune in and see what I'm talking about. No, I thought both of you did really well, and it was I was very proud as a, a member of our community to watch it and to see you guys succeed and to hear from what you're telling us this morning that you've had even more success since the time of that pitch, which is great. Zoli Honig is with us. Wave Car, I'm sure people could search for it online, right? I'm sure you have a website, correct? 
Yep. Wavecar, we wave the fee, you drive for free. W-A-I-V-E-C-A-R.com. It's Wavecar. Oh, and before you leave us, i got to ask you the most important question for the NSN listeners. Uh, the rumor is that Miriam L. Wallach was your teacher. I would assume you uh, you uh, hand most of the success of your career to her. Am I correct about that? Uh, oh, of, of course. <laughs> all my English-speaking skills for my eighth-grade English class and Yeshiva Torah Chaim, that is all Mrs. Wallach. There you Every go. Every single bit. We'll make sure to let her know that you acknowledged her publicly. <laughs> uh, uh, Zoli, you did a great job, and you really made our community proud as far as I'm concerned. Call out Kavon, and good luck with the company. Thank you so much. More coming up eight minutes before 9 o'clock. It is a JM in the AM broadcast. Zoli Onig. From Wavecar on Shark Tank with his partner this past Sunday night, and uh, really did well. Certainly seemed that he got the uh, that they got the deal they were looking for, and it's wonderful to see people from our community go on to broadcast like that and really present themselves well, where people are uh, impressed with members of our community. Thank God. Sometimes in the public forum, it's not always like that, as we know. That was my conversation with Zoli Honig of Wavecar, a uh, recent guest presenter on Shark Tank here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Next up on JM Rewind is Yitzi Bold. He visited JM in the AM to introduce the brand new Minagain album from the New York Boys Choir, NYBC. My conversation with Yitzi Bold is next on JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, Yitzi Bold, you know Yitzi Bold, everybody. He's an amazing, uh, an amazing uh, composer performer, choir leader at this point, and somebody who we always have a lot of fun with when he's in our studio. Today, Yitzi Bold introduces a brand new album from NYBC. What does NYBC stand for? We'll find that in a moment. Yitzi Bold, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum. Great to be back. Nice to... (laughs) <laughs> nice to have you here. I always think cause you walk into our studios always in such a great mood. I always think you must be up since two, three in the morning. Um, There's no way you just rolled out of bed <laughs> and you're in a mood like this. That's for sure. Oh, it's always great to be here. I love it. How um, do you spend your day? Are you still in the in the world of Jewish education? I'm in the world of Jewish education. Where, where does that happen every day? It's called Mill Basin Yeshiva Academy. It used to be called Yeshiva of Kron Heights. Oh, nice. Actually, one of my uh, uncles, Rabbi Naftali Yeager, yeah, sure. the Rosh Hashiv of Shayashiv, he actually attended that school many years ago, as did my mother. As did my two aunt. of my brothers, yeah. It was a very famous school. Yeah. Um, Closed in, uh, I'm thinking like very, very late 60s, or, or right. transitioned and Transition, Transitioned. In, in 60s, right. It moved to Mill Basin, moved right. to a couple of different places, and um, eventually someone took it over now, Rabbi Farhi and Rabbi Olshin. And, uh, How long have you been there? It's my third year there. It's your third year. And uh, I love it. It's it's awesome. A significant student population. Is it growing over there? Baruch Hashem. Very, very nice. It's a, it's a day school. and Are you there every day? Every single day. Will you be telling your students about Balfour Day today? Will you mention the 100th anniversary of Lord Balfour's letter today or not? I, I definitely will. Good. All right. I appreciate that. We're well, trying to get all educators no, to... No, no, no. 100%. Eretz Yisrael is uh, so important. Yeah, it very, certainly very important. is. And yeah. we... We talk about it immensely. Oh, very nice. Um, all right, when you're not uh, when you're not teaching, when you're not well, I do the music there too. So ah. they, th- these kids are are coming from modern backgrounds or or, or non affiliated backgrounds, right? And it's amazing what you can do with Jewish music with these kids—the dancing, the singing. I bring the choir experience to them. And you're teaching music <laughs> to what grades? Uh, first, uh, pre one A, right? through fourth grade nice. the fifth graders are asking me why don't we continue this year <laughs> it's it's really a, it's a lot of fun and 
you know, it's not only about the singing and the dancing. There's a lot of history, and I, I, I give the whole hashkafa of every song and what's going on. Are they only studying NYBC songs? No. They're <laughs> studying other ones, too, but... Uh, Baruch Hashem There's with, no restrictions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no restrictions. <laughs> but you know, we have a lot of material and a lot of English material also. Right. Um, from our previous album, we had many songs in English, and right. they relate very well to that. Why? You know? Why did you, Yitzi Bald, remind the audience go into the world of choirs? Because you had you had enjoyed great success as a composer, right? We could say certainly as a yes. composer, arranging, I believe, as well, arranging right? as well. And and you were certainly viewed and continue to be viewed as one of the you know premier talents out there. Why do you, why the choir route? I listen. I, I I work with kids. That's my natural thing. I I've been teaching for years. I've been in Camp Aguda for many years. I've been running the choirs there for many years. You're still up there. Still up there. You were there for the uh, for the Ohad concert. I was. I was in charge I, of it. I heard it was a pretty big night. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Our entire band was like floored. He's like, wow, Aguda. It, it, it rocked. It was like amazing. And Ohad was top. He was yeah. like. Wow, he's, they, at, he's at the top of his game. We've been giving like these uh, concert nights for many years, and 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 so we had like uh, music that inspires for six years. This special concert that we have in Camp Agoda, right. and every year the kids say, "Wow, great, great! What what could be better?" And this year the, the kids are like, "Wow, the best of six. And you know, Oat coming from Eretz Yisrael, the kids were like, "Wow, we never saw an Israeli singer before in Camp right. Agoda." And it was like, he's absolutely, amazing. he was. I'm all right, so you're doing all. So you're you're surrounded by kids between school and camp all through the year, and you. Right. So the natural progression is, you know, let's work with the kids, right. make this a professional outfit, and NYBC and, is born. Right. So I in, in 2008. It's um, funny you called it the New York Boys Choir. You know, you, you could have chosen a million different names. I, I listen. We live in New York. Right. Yeah, I guess it, it makes sense, and uh, you know, it's really never been used uh, in, in, in the Jewish world. To right. I mean, Miami. Yeah, sure. Is Miami, but. Uh, New York. We live in New York, so I felt this is the most logical thing. I guess it's less of a, it's more of a no-brainer than I thought. Right, right. But uh, it's all-encompassing, and and we have all types of kids in our choir. We actually were running auditions the past couple of weeks after our amazing Achtos event uh, that we had with Yeshiva Boys Choir, the Sephardic Boys Choir, over Sukkot. This How might we perform together with them three shows you have no problem being with other choirs ellie gerster and i have, are very good friends and uh, yassi newman too i have many pictures uh, that we so when you, know. you founded nybc yassi and ellie were fine with that totally i mean i they, they even gave me recommendations and things like that wow like, and, yeah i mean people out there don't realize what kind of madriga that is n- no of course absolutely i mean I, I, ellie ellie knew me from many years ago when he was young he was Looking at my releases, like uh, you saw Wilger is his uncle. Right. Oh, right. And, related, he, right. and uh, Mandy Wald. Uh, right. So he was, he, Ellie told me that when he, when he was just l- learning about music, so he studied Mandy Wald's L'Chaim album. I remember that album. Thousands of times sure. just to get to learn about arrangements and all that stuff. And then he, he built his genre off, off, sure. off that, you know. And so we have go? a long standing How'd that go with the three choirs? Amazing. It was, it was so good. It, was, it felt so right. It was just like, we didn't perform all the songs together, but right. we performed uh, nice. our own songs, each one, and we each had a chance to shine. It was Ellie's Brainstorm, um, you know, a celebration of voice choirs. And-, right. and to his credit, because frankly, I mean, you know, it, his may be the best known of all of them, and he invited Correct. everyone else to partake. That's right. I, I took it as a very big compliment, right. and, uh, you know, we're, we were later in the game. But Baruch Hashem, we all have something to offer uh, uh, the Sfardic Boys Choir did wonderfully. Everybody did great. All right. Uh, the name of the album is Menagain. It's out already for how long? 
just came out around Yom Kippur, Sukkot, that time. But the, give it, us something to start with because we've been speaking, and I'm sure people want to are anxious to hear the music. What's what selection so, are we open with? Th- there's so many songs to choose from. There's actually 16 songs on this album. You put 16 songs on the CD. Unbelievable. Yes. So four of them. Why were actually, you couldn't fit 17? No. No. <laughs> I actually didn't try. I was afraid to try that. Um, four of them are actually have videos connected to them online already. Uh, there were different songs for Hanukkah and Purim. They're four. So we, they're four. Like bonus tracks. So four of them. A lot of people didn't necessarily hear them, so we put them on this album. I uh, got it. So and twelve plus four. Twelve plus, plus right. four. Right. But all very exciting songs and meaningful songs, and uh, we're really happy about them. All right, where do we start, uh, Yitzi Bolt? So we're going to start with a song about Achtos, because yeah. we just talked about that, and it's called A'a Aguda. Just one one thing I wanted to mention, you know, there was, there was once a story about a rabbi who went to the doctor with his wife, and when they came into the doctor, the doctor, you know, was speaking to them, and the rabbi said, our foot hurts. Right. You Coll- know, collective pain. Co- right, collective. So this song is all about that. Aguda was written in Camp Aguda. Spirit of Achtestir, ah-ah. Yitzi Bold is here, NYBC. The New York Boys Choir is out with a brand new CD. It's entitled Menagain. More details coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Show 
J.M. in the A.M. Ah, ah is the name of that one. It's uh, the NYBC, New York Boys Choir. Yitzi Bold is their leader. Name of the uh, album is Menagain, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. You can comment on the app. Anything you want to tell Yitzi Bold about the uh, current production. Today is November the 2nd. It is Balfour Day, 100 years after the Balfour Declaration. Make sure you um, discuss with everybody you see, but certainly with the youth in our community, how important a day like today is. All right, so that's Ah Ah. By the way, when we performed yeah. that song for the first time in Camp Agoda, I made it yeah. up in Camp Agoda, so I taught it to the choir there. We performed that at a concert, an Avram Fried concert, believe it or not. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and uh, the song keeps on going, Ah Ah. So the the whole crowd kept on singing it, even though we ended the song. It was like so funny. They thought it was going to go on and on. It's that type of. So we ended it like abruptly, so that they should continue singing. It was like unbelievable. I like that. That's very cool. Uh, all right, I want to sneak in at least one more right now at the top of the hour. Give me one more, and then we'll talk more about Menagin. Okay, you, what so I think we're going to go to Susumin. That's a very unique, interesting song. Uh, we know that uh, when people lose things. They sometimes say a certain Ma'amar Chazal, Amar Abinyamin, Hakal Sumin, Sumin. So I called it Susumin. Um, anybody that loses anything, it's an amazing thing. I've used this Ma'amar so many times, and I can't tell you what I found. Maybe I even found my Shidduch that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's really foolproof, huh? Oh my gosh. It is a foolproof method. Unbelievable. All right. Yitzi Bold with a recommendation for daily life in addition to a brand new song. Here it is at JM in the AM.
JM and the AM, Yitzi Bold is in the studio. We're playing some of the uh, selections off the brand new album entitled Minagain at the New York Boys Choir. Did you see all those drums there inside the booklet? Yeah, what's the, story with, what's the story so with that? I love to give the kids in my choir you know, credit and make them really, really feel good. I mean, every choir does different things for their kids. Hey, you have one big CD booklet. Oh, they, they oh, trust me, every time they <laughs> you say... You have 400 thank yeah. yous in here. Like, how do you fit it in the, in yeah, the, I know. In the case? I don't you know? know how it stays it's in 32 there. 32 pages and... You, you, you notice that there's pages of drums there. So basically, yeah, meaning that on a series of pages, every kid is playing a snare drum. Right. right. So all different uh, poses and right. things like that. It, it, it really gives the kids, you know, not not everybody buys it uh, physically, the, the CD. Right. But, but the kids themselves in the choir, when they get it and they show it to their grandparents and their relatives and friends, they get to say, oh, I'm part of the choir. They really feel good. It really gives them a good feeling. It's a real keepsake for them. Yeah. Where so, did most of the boys come from? All over. <laughs> Jersey, Meaning, Staten Island, oh, Queens. Oh, not just from the area of your school. Oh, no, no, no. I, I had three kids, four kids try out for my school just now. Right. They, 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 I mean, I always say business and pleasure doesn't right. mix, but, but they come in and they, they, they really inspire. In what borough to... is practice? Uh, Flatbush. Oh, it is in Brooklyn. Because I, I try to keep it just between. So, you, so if someone's from, from outside of Brooklyn, they're coming in with their parents right. and their. Uh... Right. I, I'm, I'm from Far Rockaway myself, so right. I travel and I understand the carpools. How often does this happen? A practice session. Practices on Sundays, four to five thirty. Every week, almost every week. It's you see the, the special thing about the choir is is that it's 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 a very professional yet it's like an extracurricular. So every Sunday the kids have their their venue, their outlet. It's it's in a very warm environment. Like it's, a weekly club. Weekly club, and the kids enjoy each other. It's it's so much achdus, so much kids from all different types of folds of Jewish life. You know from. From every type of yarmulke you got, everybody. Plus it's, geographical and, area, they never would have met each other otherwise. Right. So they get to know each amazing. other that way. That, that cover also interesting. Uh, yeah. Each kid was separately photoed and then photoshopped together to create this choir look. <laughs> we had them stand in different positions. It was, it was so amazing, the photo shoot. Well, this is Yossi's wags idea, by the way. You really always good. have original stuff, I'll tell you that much. And uh, this is a... Uh, Another, this, another one of those original and ideas. And that keyboard in the back? Right. See that? Uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a keyboard guitar. Correct. Because somebody actually plays that or it's just a No, stick. no. I, I, for this, it was a stick. <laughs> I could never get it to work. I did see someone use it once. Avi Fischoff many, many years ago oh, had gosh, one in Israel. Avi. He played it. I was like, wow, that's so cool. Yitzi Bolden Studio, NYBC's out with some brand new music. Their third album is called Menagain. To remind everybody, the first album was simply entitled NYBC, right? It was just yes. the... And then, and then you actually named the sequel, the sequel. The sequel. You named the NYBC sequel, the sequel. That was Yossi Futterman's idea. That was how long ago? That was, that was in 2014, the sequel. And now, of course, Minagin is out, right. uh, as you said, since the album. So no ECD is different. It's like, you know, I know, like for Avram Fried, he puts out a Yiddish album. He puts out the regular mainstream. Right. So in, in NYBC 1, it was primarily like Hebrew songs, but a lot of my own lyrics, like I wrote the Hebrew words. It's not like I... Took it from Tehillim or something. I, right. I, a lot of original words, lyrics. I, I like to write Hebrew. It's an amazing thing. I, I'm not Israeli. My mother was. Shalom. But, um, so I like to write a lot of lyrics. The second album had a lot of English. And so it, it catered to a different crowd. It, got, it was amazing. I got, I got phone calls from like 40 girls' schools all across America and Israel. And oh, productions and stuff? Productions. Right. Can we use this song? Because it, it was very befitting for that right. you know, venue. Um and then uh, Menagen is, is, is more like a combination of both, but it only has like two English songs on it. Right. There was a song. You, you, you used the Miracle song for the one off of the sequel for Remind Me. It was a, it was a video. That and was my, a video with 
And he, it was, it, it, it was right, a, it was a choir, choir video. for Hanukkah. Oh, well, that's what I was saying. I thought, it was, I thought it was Hanukkah. That was a very popular video. And right. M-I-R-A-C-L-E. There was a word on that song called Wanabi. Right. And everybody's trying to figure out, what is a Wanabi? I said, right. it's a wannabe. Correct. Right. I remember that. We had that yeah, discussion yeah, in the yeah, studio, yeah. I remember, right. And then, of course, now you have this one called Minnagain. 16 selections, as uh, Yitzi Bull described earlier. All right. Uh, available everywhere at this point, I should assume? It's it's available ev- everywhere. The only thing that it's not, believe it, it's not available yet, it's on Amazon, it's on Google Play. iTunes has an interesting policy right now where they're, they're asking people to actually put the words in Hebrew. Mm. So I'm not sure which site of iTunes it's going to go on to, but it's going right. to be up on iTunes very shortly. All right, Yitzi Bald, you are you're our guest today. You have a chance to choose which song we hear next. What do you got for us? So I, I'd like to go with Betocha Ketsev. It's song number three. It's on okay. the CD. Mm-hmm. And um, What do you tell us about this uh, one? Yeah, Betocha Ketsev, uh, all, all Hebrew words. Basically, you know, a person knows that uh, he has no control over what his life is going to be like. We have a Muna. We believe in Hashem. And uh, we're always dancing, we're always in rhythm. Betocha Ketsev. Uh, but, uh, you know, we always, whatever situation we are, we always understand not to be sad, to be happy, and to trust in Hashem. In the rhythm, we're going to always be besimcha. It's brand new, the New York Boys Choir at JM in the AM.
Yitzy Bald is in studio. It's JM in the AM. Menagain is the name of the brand new one from the New York Boys Choir on this Balfour Day, November the 2nd, 2017. Uh, beautiful, beautiful solos, by the way, we have on this album. It's one, of, one of the solos on this album, Meir Richter, really, I mean, amongst many others, has like these background vocals when we were at, uh, at uh, Danny Gross's studio. Danny Gross was like blown apart, this kid, like, wow, he's doing all this amazing stuff, making up stuff, harmonies, counter harmonies. Had a lot of fun in Donnie Gross' studio recording. So there are some talented young people in our community. Yeah, there are a lot of, ta- you know, it's it's an amazing thing. Like, different schools have different feelings about kids joining choirs, right, for example. Correct. Yeah, you face that all the time. Um, You know, like, is it going to take away too much time? Right. Uh, are the kids going to become egoistical right. or, you know, but that's passe. You know, today, today, kids need this outlet. You know, I'm in Chanukh. I understand kids need that outlet, whether it's music or karate or singing or sports, you know. It's very important that kids have outlets today because there's so many other non-kosher outlets. Right. And we have to give the kids those opportunities to shine. So the kids who love to sing and dance, this is an amazing, uh, amazing opportunity. Hmm, phenomenal. J.M. and A.M. with Itzy Bolt. Did you, so you composed everything on this? Yeah. A- as a sole composer, you never yeah. have help from anybody. Yeah, I, I, I sometimes ask myself, should I, should I go ahead and pay someone else <laughs> to, to compose? I mean, there are beautiful composers out there. But so far, Baruch Hashem, I think we've had tremendous success. And, and are you arranging these yourself as well? A lot of the arrangements are are mine and done with other people. So this album was a you know a, a mixture of myself, Arya Kunstler, Danny uh, Gross. Oh boy! And you're it was, surrounding yourself with good people. Oh, and and it was each one of them is a superstar. Arya Kunstler was amazing. I mean, well, those he are has pleasant a, to work with. Beautiful, great, great to work with. Arya is a great guitar player. I mean, yeah, the arrangements. He is unbelievable. Wow, he really. I mean, I remember you had him in the studio. He was singing in the morning. His voice was pristine. I could never do that. Did you ever see his performance for us at the Kosher Halftime Show? No, but I heard. You got to watch the video. Pretty amazing, I must tell you. He's so talented. Donnie, also amazing. Yeah, Donnie was here when uh, when we introduced Shirei Pinchas to the audience, and we did that uh, conversation. It's the only time I think he's been in this studio, and uh, really came off as a very, very nice Sweet. young man. Big, uh, big Ben Taro also. Yeah. He learns. He works in music uh, and, and everyone seems man. to mention his name in every interview that they're either in his studio or using him to either you know arrange or compose or so whatever. i'm gonna i'm gonna let he was the first one to to ever do a professional um adult choir on my new york boys choir albums on the very first the one. very first one he, i i heard him on a demo you know by his brothers bar mitzvah i believe i was playing at the simcha because I, I played a lot of bar mitzvahs right. and um they gave out a demo cd and i heard his vocals that he did there like the background vocals. i said wow this is great i gotta put this on my album i mean this is great stuff and um you know i, I got him started we paid him a little and he did a great job and from then on he went full force the rest is history as they say all right we have time for a couple of more yitzy bold uh, introduce another brand new song to our audience please okay i i feel like we're gonna actually do minaga now the this is the very first cd the very first track on the cd yeah minaga very very how uh, did this get into position number one well, first of all, I, I love this song. It's a great song. We we wanted to name the album after it. Um, basically, any you know, this this is about a a navi that he felt that he's not going to get his prophecy unless he's besimcha, and he needs music. A navim in order to receive their prophecy, they would call musicians to play for them to put them in that jolly mood. <laughs> Yesterday, you know, I was coming into school uh, a little bit of a stressful day, and I came into school, and I, I remember I was setting up my classroom. I come every day early to set up, and I just put in this uh, 
you know, a, a song and it just changes your whole spirit of the day. It makes you feel so excited and, uh, and upbeat. So there's nothing like uh, Menagin, you know, music, singing. Hmm. Even the Nevi'im recognized that, and that's how they received their prophecy. It's called Menagin. It opens up the brand new album by the very same name, Yitzi Bolden Studio with the NYBC New York Boys Choir at JM in the AM. with the title track to Menagain, Yitzi Bolden Studio, the New York Boys Choir, they're out with a brand new album. By the way, the last four tracks of the 16-track CD are dedicated to the holidays of Hanukkah and Purim, so upcoming, uh, specifically next month during Hanukkah, we have an opportunity to feature those. They include the Neskadol and Light Up. I like how you spelled Light Up in, hmm. uh, in Hebrew. <laughs> Um, information, you can go to NY, excuse me, you can go to NewYorkBoysChoir.com, go to NewYorkBoysChoir.com on Facebook. They're known as the New York Boys Choir on Twitter. You can go to Yitzi Bold's account and for performances, concerts, etc. cetera, uh, et cetera. Also, one more thing. Yes, sir. We have a Yitzi Bold YouTube channel. Nice. So you can see like 16, 17 videos on that YouTube channel. So if you ever want to check it out, 
If anybody wants to audition for the choir, which we're running presently, uh, we love to take any well-behaved boy. He doesn't have to have a superstar voice. Just a nice, pleasant voice, has some level of coordination. We'd love to check you out, so reach out to us. We, we love it. Uh, phone number for that and all general information is 718-471-1828, 718-471-1828. You can write to at gmail.com, yitzibold at gmail.com for any information. And uh, what you indicated to me earlier off the air is that you do plan on having a pretty busy Hanukkah with the choir. So they'll be, and when you said they'll be around, you meant in this area, right? Yeah, we I mean, the past six years we've been by Ura. We've done shows locally. Um, it's so much fun. We get to wear T-shirts, nice adult T-shirts and light-up T-shirts at these concerts. The kids have a great time, and the people in the audience love it. Now, there you go. I'd like um, to give a shout-out. Sure. <laughs> my wife, Nava, and my wonderful children, and all my wonderful friends. I'm so happy uh, to share my music with you, and I appreciate everything you uh, you do for us. So they Nava. watch this whole process take place, huh? Oh, they see everything. They watch and listen. As <laughs> the all good this, and the bad. They get to see everything. As all so, this gets put together. Wow. And it is not easy. Yeah. My wife hears this song a thousand times. She says, <laughs> Yitzi! <laughs> How many but, times can I listen? Uh, yeah, but, no, but she understands. She totally <laughs> no, I know. Understands. I know. So cool. Funny. <laughs> All right, uh, everyone check it out. Minagin is available out there. Itzy Bald uh, with the New York Boys Choir, and we will close things out with, what do you want to play? So I want to play a very beautiful, inspirational song. It, it originated in Camp Agoda. Before, the, before Tisha B'Av, we have like two days before Tisha B'Av, we have the famous cantata on Camp Agoda. People come from all over the country to come watch this. People have to pay a little bit to come in, uh, outsiders, but it's a very moving and inspiring play with intervals of a cappella singing by my choir, uh, the kids in the camp. Amazing voices. Not all of them join after the summer, but really amazing kids in that choir. It's run by Rabbi Shimon Finkelman. He's the one who playwrights everything, and I do the music, and we work together. And he, he tells me the themes like a week or two weeks till he finalizes the play. And I'm under pressure to make up the three, four songs. Oh, gosh. And Bar Hashem B'liyayin Hara, this is one of them, Achenu. This is a very moving Achenu song. And it was such a big hit in Camp Agoda. And we're really proud to share it. And we hope that it brings achtos and feeling for all of Kla Yisrael. That's what we really feel. And that's how we'll close out this segment. Great seeing you, Yitzi Bald. Thank you so and much. And Mazel Tov on the brand new CD. Appreciate it. And continued success. You're doing a lot for a lot of kids out there and for an audience that really appreciates your work. And uh, enjoy the upcoming season, including all those great Hanukkah shows. Thank you. And you should continue to do this for many happy, healthy years. Amen. Yitzi Bold, New York Boys Choir, known as NYBC. The brand new album is Menagain Achenu, closes out this segment on a Thursday at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Achenu is uh, from the brand new Menagin album. My thanks to Yitzi Bold, New York Boys Choir. That was my conversation with Yitzi Bold. Menagin is the name of the uh, brand new album. He introduced it to us, courtesy of his group, NYBC, the New York Boys Choir. I thank you for tuning in to J.M. Rewind. Plenty more coming up. Keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.